Welcome to the Bridal Wellness Podcast, presented by The Mind Company. Whether you are a longtime bride, newly engaged, or soon to be engaged, this show is for you. Planning a wedding can be super stressful, and we're not just talking logistics. Between complicated family dynamics, friendship squabbles, or the high cost it takes to put on a wedding, making sure you remain happy throughout your engagement is tougher than any of us could have imagined. So brides, it is time to bring back the joy to your engagement. It is time for self-care. Hey ladies, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Carrie, and today I'm joined by money coach and newlywed Rachel Lynn to discuss wedding finances. Now, I found that conversations around money, finances, and budgeting for weddings can be incredibly stressful because we set really high expectations for ourselves and for our own families. We want that dream wedding that we saw on Pinterest, and sometimes we can be let down when we learn of the price tag that comes with it. To avoid disappointment, Rachel, how should couples start the conversation about wedding finances and when should they really start creating a wedding budget? Um, I would suggest starting the conversation sooner than later. Um, It definitely goes along with the planning process to be on the same page as everything with everything. Um, I would also include like how many people you want in the wedding party, the number of guests when and where you would like your wedding and knowing what your budget is will help you answer a lot of these questions too. Yeah. And I found that like Excel is a great version or um, my fiance and I share, um, I guess I call it Excel, the like Google version of Excel um, in our Google docs. And uh, so that we can both share and like add to it at the same time. So Um, as we like split things for the wedding that whoever pays for to save the dates, you know, we update the budget. So I would highly recommend that for couples to share. And um, so when talking about wedding budgets, times have changed. And um, there is more both a traditional and modern etiquette when it comes to financing a wedding. Um, Since you're the money expert, I'll let you go ahead and explain the two about like traditional versus modern. Yeah, absolutely. So the traditional um, is basically when the bride's family pays for the wedding and the groom's family pays for the honeymoon. And sometimes they also cover the rehearsal dinner. Um, It really just depends. And then for a modern um, version of the budget, this is generally a mixture of the two of who pays for what. Um, If the couple set in their career, they will most likely contribute more to the wedding. Um, the thing that I would really stress is to ask your families if they are able to contribute and if so, what they're comfortable contributing. Some parents want to pay for specific things and some would rather give a set amount for the full budget. Um, if possible, I would advise the second any, everyone knows what is available and avoids asking for payments throughout the planning. Yeah, I think it's great to have that clear expectations up front so that it um, doesn't lead to any disappointment later on. And I feel like it's better. I've heard different stories of friends with their families of expecting like full contributions. And then they come to find out that the like bride's family has said, oh, no, we can only give X amount. So I think to just be kind of ahead of it of just have an open mind um probably lower your expectations and be realistic with the budget that you set 
And um, because weddings are truly expensive and no matter if you have a $10,000 budget, um, you know, a hundred thousand dollar budget, it's going to be expensive. And um, so I know from personally what I found to be like the biggest expenses when it comes to the wedding day itself, um, they can usually be like the venue or catering. Um, are there any other bigger expenses that you say that um, I'm missing or anything to look out for to kind of warn brides about? I would okay. definitely um, decide what is important to you and your future spouse. It's so easy to think all of it isn't important, but it's like going into the detail about do you really need a giant cake and cupcakes? And do you want video the day of or would you rather have full? type of thing really just diving back into the details of what you want your day to look like um, but that being said I would also keep in mind of whether tips are included or not um, sometimes this can be an extra expense on top of the already really large expense especially for videographers and photographers um, as well as the caterers yeah and I guess um, since you mentioned that, um, I was thinking that uh, my friends who got married last year told me that they ended up spending close to $10,000 just in taxes on wedding on their wedding that they were not expecting. And so that was a little alarming to me um, that that can be a big expense that can go missed. And uh, I know with a uh, Myself, I'm having a destination wedding in Ireland. And, and so with weddings, everything tax was all like straight up front and included, um, not, no surprise surcharges. And so I really liked how um, it was like black and white. There was no gray area. And so I felt more comfortable with my budget that way. Oh, my and gosh. So, that makes it so yeah. much easier. It, it really was peace of mind for me. It, I think when it comes to say it, they'll say the price per person cost it can look higher than um, as opposed to California where I'm based which can be quite expensive for weddings um, it was more affordable in my eyes to do it in Ireland and that's where uh, we, my fiance and I decided to cut costs um, to do a destination wedding um, but so definitely agree with brides and, and grooms to have an open conversation and what's important to them and then really outline and um, check out with where your expenses, where there can be kind of hidden unknown expenses. Um, we have this interpretation of a wedding budget and then it might not be that realistic. Right. You know, yeah. When um, my fiance and I, we had set our budget and that was really before we went venue <laughs> like shopping and before we started exploring like our favorite uh, florals and um, just kind of the events team decor entertainment. We, I would say, set our budget. And then after speaking with everyone, I think we realized our budget was either a little bit low or it just wasn't as realistic. And so I know we went like over than we had anticipated, but um it was still fine for, uh, for us. Uh, it didn't go like too, didn't go overboard. Um, but I think there's a lot of things in your like wedding finances that can be missed. I would say that with say invitations and save the dates, one thing for us um, that made us go over budget is the first time around we didn't factor in stamps. And oh, so, 
that same thing happened to us. Postage can add up so quickly. Um, And also another thing to keep in mind is that even though you send stamps to people with for their RSVP, um, we weren't getting a lot back. So I would definitely consider cutting down on that expense too. Yeah, doing an online RSVP, um, we're doing that and very helpful to cut down on that postage that you spend, like you said, on the return RSVP. And um, I would also say, um, given that I've been a COVID bride, the we had to then add change the dates. So I'll say that's why we also went over our but like initial budget because you know things spring up on you. And um, right. with our yeah, and with our wedding, we had uh, it was supposed to be this past August, and it's rescheduled for next August. But um, end of February, early March, um, last spring, I was very excited for my wedding and ordered my invitations early. And as soon as they came, I stamped them all. And about a week later, COVID hit. And then it was was holding on to our invitations of, I don't think we can send these out. And, you know, my fiance was a little annoyed at me that I had stamped them all, which, uh, you know, was probably $150 in stamps. And uh, because of... We had um, international guests of we're sending invitations to relatives in Ireland where we're having our wedding and international postage is $3 a stamp. And so, you know, that's like a Starbucks, uh, like a tall latte at Starbucks. So I was not about to waste a $3 stamp. So I have vivid memories of COVID times where I was peeling off all of the stamps on my invitations so that I could then reuse them for our change the dates just to save anywhere I could. I think um, probably a lot of brides have similar experiences with um, trying to like save on costs with a wedding because that a budget can just, um, you know, having a wedding can sometimes feel like just throwing money out the window. Yeah, most definitely. And we also had a number of surprises for our wedding this past August that was COVID related. Um, We provided masks and hand sanitizer and a few other precautions. And then also a few months before our ceremony, we moved, um, or a few months before our wedding, we moved the ceremony from a church to the venue. And then our ceremony itself was outside um, underneath a tent which who knew tents could be so expensive, right? Because it wasn't a part of the budget. Um, But it ended up working out great. And we were able to use the tent for the DJ and dancing later that night too, which was so much fun. Oh, that's amazing. Um, I have heard that I did not realize until I started going um, into research on tents myself. And there are so many... And I'm sure your wedding, likewise, was, is so gorgeous photos of these beautiful wedding tents and type of, uh, if they call it like a marquee setup. Yes. And then, but it does um, cost, um, it's it's not cheap, but it does look beautiful. But that is definitely an unexpected cost that can arise. Yeah. Um, and given all, yeah. And given all that with um, all these unexpected costs, um, I'm sure as um, a, like a money coach yourself, um, did you have an emergency fund? Yes, I did. Um, that was something I was also going to suggest is setting up a separate emergency fund, especially for your wedding. Um, this would go towards any unexpected expenses that came up, such as last minute alterations or 
anything like a pandemic. Yeah. Um, I, I think before I had, um, I'm looking at my uh, wedding planning doc right now. And I think before I, we probably allocated maybe 2% of like our total budget to unknown emergency expenses. And after COVID, I mean, I'm not a financial expert, but I would probably up it to 10% of total budget just to um, keep aside just in case. But is there a number that um, percentage wise of your total budget that you would recommend for emergencies or unknowns? Yeah, I would say um, definitely start with 5% and review your budget and then review it again and see if that's something that is doable for you. Um, of course, discuss it with your fiance and come up with a number together that you agree on. This will save so much stress in the future. So with making a budget for your wedding um, as a couple, is there a certain percentage of savings or income that you would recommend for saving for your wedding? Um, obviously, it's great if uh, couples can have help and contributions from parents, but as a couple themselves, obviously, you don't want to go overboard with um, spending all your money on one day, but is there a percentage of, say, savings that you would recommend allocating to your wedding? Um, it really just depends with how long you're engaged, um, what your budget is, etc. I, if I had to pick a number, I would say probably like at least five to ten percent of your income for about a year. Um, weddings are super expensive, and you definitely don't want to have to take out a loan to cover anything. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. No, going into debt for a wedding. Um, I think there's ways to kind of cut costs um, when it comes to weddings that uh, obviously we like see are like dreams um, on Pinterest. Um, I know myself, I was really excited when I had my meeting with my like florist and like events decor team yeah. and I um, showed them, oh, I would love a welcome sign. Um, and then when we started going through the budget of everything that we needed um, and then let's say it, everything that I, that I'll say we wanted was probably more than I wanted <laughs> than my fiance. Um, it was probably, we were like $500 over and wanted to reduce that cost. And so the welcome sign was the first thing to go. Right. That there are some things that are just not as important when weighing at the end of the day. So um, just being like realistic with ourselves is um, great in the wedding process and not being hung up on the small stuff. Um, I very easily let go of my wedding sign, but uh, definitely um, important to remember that it's not worth crying over. Um, and there's always room for DIYs. I think um, little DIYs can be like a great way to save costs um, on weddings. Yeah, um, definitely. And there's so many ideas on Pinterest too. Um, a ton of people do DIYs for their wedding, and it does help save on costs significantly. From you having your wedding this year, um, obviously everything, since you had to change everything due to COVID, but um, is there anywhere where you like wish that you spent less on your wedding? Like in hindsight, which is there a certain area you would have cut costs on? Um, I would say not have, I would say um, not doing welcoming bigs. We had these ideas of putting bags in their hotel rooms for any guests that were staying in town with us. Um, and they kind of included like snacks, water, chocolate, stuff like that. Um, these 
added up pretty quickly. And then um, all, we had put quite a few together and a lot of guests actually ended up staying either at a different hotel or somewhere else completely due to COVID. Um, so I would definitely consider doing something a little bit smaller with favors. I would agree with that. I was with uh, when we, my fiance and I made our budget. Um, I think those are welcome bags are like fabulous um, if people can add it. Uh, but when it came to our budget, I did not include it because I felt the same as you did. And I think when I had been to weddings before, stuff had happened where we had checked in at the hotel and uh, we ended up getting a different room. And then the welcome bag, we never got welcome bags. And that happened at three weddings. And our friends, the bride and groom said, oh, well, did you get your welcome bag? And we were like, no, we never did. So, oh, no. I, you know, a lot of, <laughs> I'd say a lot of them can end. So maybe just based on personal experience where they can be sitting at the back of reception um, that I've, you know, been the victim of not getting my welcome bag that I was so to Matt and I I said nope not doing it right yeah um, I definitely don't blame yeah. you after three times wow <laughs> yeah yeah who would have known um but I've uh, heard from different bride and grooms that sometimes with ceremony pamphlets that might be an area of cutting costs um it um, along with that of like printing of just invitations, save the dates, um, add up. And then, you know, nowadays we have changed the dates, um, that that was something again, that needed to be added. So, uh, where we're cutting costs is the welcome bags, uh, no ceremony pamphlets. Um, I'm sure that after our wedding day, we'll be looking back and saying, Oh, maybe we shouldn't have done like this or that. Um, but we all want it to turn out beautiful. <laughs> so, um, uh, I think with weddings, uh, we can sometimes have uh, just like a room in our heart to want to add more, but it's good to always when we have those feelings of look back on the budget and just try and stick to it as much as possible and know that it will be beautiful no matter what. Right, most definitely. Um, there were a few things that I wanted that weren't a part of the budget, kind of similar to what you were saying, like the welcome signs and like um, a specialty cocktail and stuff like that. But looking back, um, the day was totally perfect and I wouldn't change anything about it. And those little things obviously weren't that important to me. So I really didn't even realize they weren't there. Yeah, of course. I feel like when you're so happy on the day that your mind is not going towards those little things. And so um, I think that shows what truly matters. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then what is one like top piece of advice that you can share with brides to keep in mind when budgeting for their wedding? Um, I would say review your budget and review it often. Um, and also keep your spouse in the loop and anyone else who is contributing. Um, this will help you make sure you're staying on track with everything and kind of a peace of mind too to know where you're standing financially with your wedding. I absolutely agree with that. Um, I would say in addition to that, I think that's um, more important than what I would say. But um, I'd say that definitely, and we touched on it earlier, of spend where it's like most important to you. Um, if there's something that say you can't live without of certain like food, like food catering, if you know you're a big foodie and that's going to make your wedding, then 
go for your favorite catering company, maybe allocate more of the budget to what's more important to you. Or um, if you're really about the ambiance and you really want a certain venue and um, obviously within line with your budget, then go with that. But also keep your guests in mind. Your guests also spend money to be there. So um, I've heard that with guests, like what they remember at a wedding is usually like the food and alcohol. Um, so you definitely want to keep them fed of keep everybody happy and joyful. Um, but again, remember that it's your day. Yes, I totally agree. That is such great advice. Yeah. And then um, I know I had uh, wrote to you before um, that I would love to do a little budget game with you to kind of help brides plan out their wedding just based on the average cost of a wedding in the U.S. Um, according to the knot that the average wedding is $33,900. So if I gave you a 34k budget, how would you spend it percentage-wise um, for allocating a certain percent to venue catering and decor, flowers, and dress. How would you go about that? Um, so venue and catering, I would do about 40%. Um, decor, I would do 10%. Flowers, in, for flowers, I would do 5%. And then what else were you asking? Um, dress, invitations. Yeah. Uh, entertainment, photography. Yeah, for photography and videography, I would do 15%. Um, for wedding attire and beauty, such as like hair and makeup, I would do 5%. Um, music and entertainment, I would do 10%. Um, I also included transportation. For our wedding, we took a trolley around to do the pictures and videos, and we budgeted about 3% for this. I think that's amazing. Um, I think that also touches on uh, don't forget those transportation costs of uh, you don't want anyone dr um, driving after drinking. So I think it's definitely important to um, add transportation. I think that's kind of a new trend with weddings, mm -hmm. um, but definitely a more important factor and also a reason I'd say why wedding prices are going up, but definitely essential um, to have. Most right now. definitely. And I also just want to, um, touch back on that fact of transportation that it made pictures so much easier. I cannot imagine getting in and out of a car and not having that trolley um, just because we did go to several different locations. Um, so I would definitely budget for that if that is something you're considering doing. Great. And so now that we're financially prepared for our wedding, um, what and as a recent COVID bride, what self-care practices did you do to stay positive for your wedding? Um, this was hard with planning a wedding during COVID. There was a lot of up and downs, but we made the, the decision to move forward with our date. And we made our guests aware of the precautions we were taking. Um, I knew I was wearing my best friend and we didn't want to put our date off any longer, especially because we were already engaged for over two years. Um, I would definitely suggest taking a few days off before the wedding so you aren't rushing around and stressing about the last minute details, but also make sure that you're eating and staying hydrated before the wedding and make sure the wedding party also eats. Um, this is super important just because it is a really long day. Um, your, feet, your feet will hurt. You'll kind of be tired. I mean, it'll be so much fun, but it's also important to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Um, and 
I would agree with that. I get hangry. Yeah, if I don't yeah. Eat and you don't want to hang a hangry bridal <laughs> party. So <laughs> absolutely, and I love the taking a few days off um, to I feel like really decompress uh, because weddings the wedding day itself goes by so fast and it's a whirlwind. It's a roller coaster. You're talking to a million people, losing your voice. And so you really need those few days beforehand to really kind of be at peace and settle down before. Yes, that was definitely um, helpful to me as well as my now husband, just to have those few days, especially um, with family coming into town and being able to see them all beforehand as well. I think that's excellent. I think it's very well said. And I, you have fabulous advice, thank Rachel. So um, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. And um, our listeners can follow along with Rachel um, as a money coach and for her financial tips uh, on Instagram at mrs.rachel.lynn. And um, if you have any questions at all, feel free to send her a DM. Thank you so thank much you. for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bridal Wellness Podcast. For the best in bridal wellness, head to themindcompany.com and join our pre-order list for our new self-care box launching soon. We'll email you a first look at our new wellness products and give you a taste of what you can expect to receive at your door. The box will be available in February, so stay tuned to our updates and we'll catch you next time on the Bridal Wellness Podcast.